Hey, Joy Christian Center. It's so nice to be with you today. I'm Isaiah Weeks, and I serve on the Joy Kids team at Joy Christian Center. I'm also a graduate at Apollo in the class of 2020. We have a great service planned for you today. The band will be playing a song for you. Pastor Brian will be speaking with us, and we have a teaser plan for something we're doing next week. I trust you're gonna have a great time, and once again, thank you for being with us today. Praise God, we're glad that you're with us this morning. We're gonna worship the Lord who just encouraged you to open up your hearts and let God minister to you. We've got a great word for you this morning as well. God bless you and let's enjoy the day. Every knee will bow before Him. 
worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Cause you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Touching every heart, I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You're working. 
thank you that you make a way where there isn't a way. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are life, that you are love, and that you are joy. I thank you, Father, that you said you would never leave us, that you would never forsake us, that you would always be there by our side. And so, Father, we thank you this day that you've made. We choose to rejoice and to be glad. And, Father, I thank you for your presence that is in us and that goes before us. And we thank you for the great love of God shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And, Father, we pray that that love would be sensed and felt by every person today, but more importantly, that your love would be ministered through us to central Minnesota in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hi there. We're so blessed to have you with us as our love continues to grow this week. And, but before I pray over this week's giving, I want to share something with you. It's actually a verse the Apostle Paul used as he was speaking to the Roman people. It's kind of a prayer of benediction, uh, often used that way even in services. And so as we take a look at it, the Apostle Paul speaking to them, he says this. It's a very powerful statement, so don't miss it. He says this. He says in Romans 15, 13, this is from the Passion Translation. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with His superabundance until you radiate with hope. I like that. I like that a lot. Radiating with hope. Superabundance. That's a great word. When you think about superabundance, that's just not getting by or, or that's just not enough. No, no, no. It's far more than that. It's, it's what we would even expect to receive and expect to have. That's it. It's going to the excess. And I like that. You see, as Christians, we don't, uh, we don't really build on the happenings of our time or what's taking place in, in, in particular season that we're in. We don't build upon that. We build upon the love of Christ, trusting Him and knowing that He's the sure foundation. And the fact remains the same, that, that nothing's going to change about Christ. He's there, as Pastor Brian said last week, same yesterday, today, and forever. His Word, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. And we can depend on that. So let's pray together and let's believe right now that God's going to continue to bring superabundance into our lives. So Heavenly Father, we thank you today as we've gathered together via the uh, the internet. Lord, we're believing you and trusting you that in each of the people's lives, Lord, those who are participating in the giving, we thank you, Lord, that their lives are blessed. We thank you that Joy Christian Center is blessed as a result of their faithfulness and their giving. And Lord, we're believing you and trusting you that during these times together that we're going to see that superabundance that only you can provide. And so, Lord, we ask your blessings upon the households of faith as we continue to faithfully give in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. One final thought today. Make sure that you go to our new platform and check us out on the website at greatjoy.org. You can join in there. I know there's lots of ways that you can take a look at our services, but make sure you check out the new one. Go to greatjoy.org and look at the new platform and you'll be blessed. together with Karen Cruz. This is Feeding Area Children together. 
Um, I can just basically tell you I was probably the, the inspiration for it because I was feeding kids at Madison. I'm one of these people who has a servant's heart. And if I see a need, I just feel this calling to have to answer that need. Well, there's four beautiful people from the Chinese Immersion Program at Madison. Marcus Payton, Suzanne Frederick, Sarah Greenberg Hassan, and Helen Schomer. And they took the idea and they ran with it because there were so many kids that I was feeding on the weekends. And they came up with the backpack program. And they make these packs of food and they go in the backpacks of the kids on the weekends. And we basically just find out who the students are and it goes in their locker. It's anonymous and the parents, you know, are very good about signing this little form and then we know who gets it. And then we have what we call food fairies, volunteers who come into the school. And they're the ones who don't know the kids. They just go to the lockers, list locker number, put it in this backpack. This locker number, put it in this backpack. They don't know names, they just give them the bag. And this one might be for the two-day weekend. This one, the larger one, would probably be for a four-day break. Then we also do what we call break boxes, where in the spring and then also in the, at Christmas time, at the holiday season, we put out a, a box, just an egg box and we put it together and then we pack it with food and we send it out for families when the break is much longer. The area children that you're reaching is in the St. Cloud area. There's eight schools that we reach right now that we have the funding for. Madison Elementary School, Discovery, Lincoln, Talahi, North, South, the two junior highs, and Pleasant View and Rice. Sure. So how, how are you getting funding? Funding comes from, there are groups, there are organizations that make donations to us. It's people who go on our website. We do have a website. And what happens is it's the people who come on and just make a donation, $5, $10, $20, and it all just will add up. And that's where the funding comes from. It's the families, it's our area. To right now, with the FACT families, I am making sure it's a tough time with distance learning and with COVID-19 and the things that are going on. So what's happening is that our families can't get there to the food. District 742 has been amazing with putting out food, lunches every day from 11 to 1. But we have families who cannot get there from 11 to 1. I saw a need. And so I went through my principal and I said, I see a need. So every day I pick up 285 lunches, load them in my car, and then I just go, I have a map. I have a route that I take and I've gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> and then I call myself the Ding Dong Ditch Delivery Service. It goes, everybody knows that symbol. <laughs> That's awesome. And I knock and then I ring their little doorbell and I run back to my car, roll down my window. They run to the doors, Miss Cruz, Miss Cruz. I go, love you, see you tomorrow. I love this little sign here, packed with love. <laughs> Um, truly, it seems like that's, that's really what this is coming out of, is, is love for the area children. It's my honor to uh, present to you this check from uh, the folks at Joy Christian Center. Um, the uh, check is for $4,500. Oh. And it's just my honor to present it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Thank I can... yeah, Thanks a lot. Air hug, Aaron. <laughs> <Yeah>. Air hug. <laughs>
this is so sweet. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you a lot. <laughs> Hey, Joy, good to see you today. Uh, recently saw a Facebook meme. It says, you know, ever since the quarantine, I'm not seeing quite so many of those posts that say, oh, they're my everything. And, uh, you know, sometimes being cooped up together can make us not only more aware of ourselves, and uh, sometimes we're way more aware of the little things in other people that really bother us. And, and uh, so we're doing this series called Cooped Up, Growing in Love, or Growing Love. And I think we understand the idea of being cooped up. But if you're new to this topic, let me remind you of, of what it really means to be cooped up. Being cooped up might bring to mind someplace that's just too small or a feeling of, of being confined, that there's no freedom to move around. And the dictionary gives this scenario. If you're cooped up somewhere, you're in a small closed space from which you cannot escape or you feel as if you are. And uh, I think many people can identify with that. I also gave this illustration that uh, he's cooped up in a cramped cell with 10 other inmates. And maybe you feel like your couple of kids are like 10 inmates. And then uh, the dictionary said this, that the children were cranky after being cooped up in the house all day. And not only are kids, sometimes all of us are feeling that pressure of what it feels like to be cooped up. And so for the last couple of weeks, our subject has been growing love while sheltering in place. And <clears throat> you can probably understand how being cooped up might be a, an incubator to grow all kinds of things, but I want to use this time to really work on growing love. And again, I, I want to make a subtle distinction between growing in love and growing love. It might sort of sound the same, and it kind of is, but that's why I'm here again at Southway Floral, and I asked Jackie Notch if we could record here today to help illustrate just this subtle difference of what I'm talking about. You see, if I'm growing in love, then it's more centered around me, kind of like this plant. I, I'm aware of love. They love me and my heart is fluttering and my palms get a little bit sweaty. I, I love the feeling of being of love and being loved. And, and honestly, again, there's, there's certainly not anything wrong with that. that. That's something that is healthy that we all would want. But if I'm growing love, I'm cultivating something. I'm increasing my capacity to respond in love with when in the past I might have responded totally differently. I, uh, I read in, uh, on Facebook a meme, and that's the second time I've mentioned Facebook today, so I, I, it's not like I'm always on it, but I, I saw this and I really liked it. It said, it's only when normal things are not normal anymore that we realize how special normal things truly are. You know, the ability to be together, to shake hands, to, to maybe hug the neck of a friend, you know, normal is just a good reminder of how much we take for granted. You know, in the greenhouse, there's flowers all around, and it's easy to take for granted everything that's required for these to grow and to develop. Every day the sun rises, every day the sun sets. We know that the seasons change, and in the spring we're going to plant, and in the fall we're going to harvest, and the sun, the moon, the stars, the changing seasons, all of them are constant reminders of the everyday normal that we tend to take for granted. And the reality is we tend to take for granted things in our lives that are constant or things that don't change. And, and, and that describes a problem when it comes to God. In the book of Hebrews, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so as we continue this series, Cooped Up, Growing Love, let, rem let me remind you that God and His Son Jesus are constant and they're unchanging. 
And one of the constants that I'm not so sure that we're aware of is, is how much God loves us. We've read in 1 John 4, 16, we've known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. We've known and believed. We've known and believed. Knowing and believing is, is a lot of the reason of the why of this series. I want you to be convinced of the never-changing love that God has for you. And then John goes on to say, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. He who abides or lives in love abides or lives in God and God abides or lives in him. And again, I'm I'm, I'm here in this greenhouse and I'm pretty sure that most of you have a pretty basic understanding of how growing plants work. But it's remarkably similar to the idea of growing love. You know, plants have a root system like this one. They have root systems, and, and, and generally they're, they're planted in, in ground, and, and, and these, these root systems greatly affect the overall health of this plant. And it, this is some, some great soil, and putting that plant in that soil, I, I think we understand this, that the better, the more enriched that the soil is, the better that that plant is going to grow and develop. And we also know that if this plant was, was never planted in the soil, if we would just leave it like this, that eventually this plant would, would shrivel up and it would die. And again, I, I know that that's very, very basic in, in, in our understanding. And, and yet, in a sense, I, I, I use that as an illustration because you also have a root system. And whatever it is that you sink your roots into is going to determine the health and the quality of your life. If, if your roots aren't sunk into anything, eventually your life and the, the joy of your life, it's going to shrivel up and it's going to die. Or if you're planted in the wrong things, your, your life is going to be shortchanged from what God really wants for you to have. And I want to read this from the Passion Translation, First uh, John 4. It says, God is love. So those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. God lives through them or really love lives through them. Now, maybe this will shed a little bit of light on on why the Apostle Paul prayed this prayer 2,000 years ago. In the book of Ephesians, Paul said, I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. He said again, may your roots grow deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. We need to be rooted and planted there. And so whatever it is that you're planted in is going to determine the growth and the health of your life. Paul goes on and he says in verse 18 that you would be, he's praying this, that you may be able to feel and to understand as all of God's children should, how long and how wide, how deep and how high his love really is and to experience this love for yourselves. And it's part of the reason for this series again, to experience this love of God, though it is so great, he's talking about this love, this love is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it. And then he says this, and so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Did you catch that? Notice how important knowing and understanding God's love is. As you come to know his love, as your roots are sunk deep into it and you're planted in his love, as you begin to draw the life and the nutrients from what it is that you're planted in, you'll be filled up with God himself. Why? Because God's love. The Good News translation says that you will be completely filled with the very nature of of God. And so let's let's kind of put all of this together today. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then according to what we've read, you live in God and God lives in you. Your roots are planted in love. God is love. And as as 
that happens, you become filled up with the love of God, which is the character and the nature of God. And, and really, love has taken up residence on the inside of you. And this is so important to understand. And it's why Paul said this in, in Romans chapter 5. He said, This hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly, there it is again, we know how dearly God loves us because He's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Again, love is not something we're looking for out there. It's not a feeling. It's a person whose name is God. And that love is on the inside of us. And, and our hearts are now filled with this love. And notice again, this is past tense. He said, He has given us the Holy Spirit who's filled our hearts with God's love. And you might think, well, I'm not feeling it right now. They're just mean. I, I don't love them. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what I've done. And, and you're right. I don't. I don't know what, what you've done. I don't know what they've done. But I do know that you can love them because God's love is in you. And if God's love is, is in me, if it's in you, and you might think this, then why don't I feel it? Well, first of all, love isn't necessarily a feeling. Love is a person. And because you've been convinced of something different, you, you don't believe it. Love is a person, and the more that you get to know Him, God, the more that you will be like Him. In Romans 8.35, it says, Who then can separate us from the love of Christ? Well, it can't be separated because that love's in you. Paul says, Can trouble do it? Or hardship? Or persecution? Or hunger? Or poverty? Or danger? Or death? And then he gives the answer in verse 37, No, in all of these things we have complete victory through Him who loved us. So we quote it many times, we're more than conquerors. And verse 38 says, I'm certain that nothing can separate us from His love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the, the future, neither the world above or the world below. There is nothing in all of creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I, I want to pray with you this morning and, 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 and uh, ask you to, to open up your heart to the love of God today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the great love of God that's in us because of the new birth. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the love that you have for us that is independent of our circumstances and our lives. But Father, you've set your affection upon us and you gave Jesus to die for us. And so Father, we receive that love today because you first loved us. And Father, I pray that your love would grow more and more, that the reality and the experience of your love would grow more and more in people's hearts and their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus talked about different kinds of soils and how these different kinds of soils would affect the Word of God that's planted in your life. And certainly Jesus talked about good ground, but He also mentioned three other types of soil that prevent the seed from taking root. There was some seed that fell along the path. This was soil that had been packed down by foot traffic. And it's a lot like many people who've been worn down by the hardness of people uh, in your life and the pain that maybe has been caused by others in your life. And it's, it's produced a hardness in your, on the inside of you that prevents the seed of God's love from growing in you. And then Jesus also mentioned some stony ground. And, you know, if you're planting something, it's one thing when you see the rocks and you can pick them up and you can move them out of the way. But, you know, the worst rocks, they're the ones that are under the surface. And you might go to use your shovel and dig into the ground and hit it, or you're using a tiller and bam, you hit one of those rocks and it just, it's, it's just jarring. 
And sometimes like the stony ground, we can look pretty good on the surface, but we're breaking opportunities for relationship. We're breaking opportunities for other things in our life because there's things that are below the surface of our lives that really only we and God know about. And then lastly, Jesus talked about the thorny ground, and that's the seed that couldn't take root because of fear or anxiety and worry. And these things choke out the seed and it won't produce. And you know, some of you are looking at areas of your life and, and maybe they've been overgrown and you're saying that, you know, things aren't good and, and maybe I'm just bad ground or I guess I'm just poor soil. And some of you have had people speak, you know, bad things over you and, and say that you're, you're bad, in a sense, bad ground and nothing good will ever come from your life. You're just, all you'll ever produce is chaos or, 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 or problems all around you. And I'm here to tell you today that that's a lie. God created you and, and God won't change his mind about you. In Numbers chapter 23, it says that God's not a man. He will not lie. God is not a human being and he does not change his mind. What he says he will do. And that's what he does. What he promises, he keeps. And if he's promised to love you, if he's promised to give you a new life, if he's promised to forgive your sin, that's exactly what he's going to do without condition. It's simply a response of faith. He will never change his mind about you and he will keep his promises to you simply because he loves you and he paid a price for you so that all we so that all of us could know him and that's the difference that he makes in our life god's already done the hard part he just asks you to believe in him potentially we're all good ground we just need some work we need jesus and then we're going to have to pull some weeds. We're going to have to till some soil. Might have to pick some rocks and get some fertilizer. But eventually there's going to be a harvest of God's purpose in our life. I'd love to lead you in a prayer uh, today to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Just pray this with me. Heavenly Father, today I receive Jesus as my Savior. I believe He died for me and that He's alive. I receive your love and your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer today, there's a couple of ways we'd love to help you taking those next steps to get you rooted and grounded. Uh, you can contact the church, email us. You can call us. Uh, uh, we would love to help you take some of those first steps. If you're watching uh, online, there are some different places you can access people. You can click the uh, uh, I want prayer button. Somebody will be with you in just a moment. You can click on the I raise my hand to make Jesus the Lord of my life. But as you're comfortable, we'd love to, to help you grow in that process. So God bless you, Joy Christian Center, and those of you that are joining us, we love you. Have an awesome, awesome week.